Verbally effective episode 15. I have my good, good friend here with me, Mr. Yes, Thomas Brownlee. Yes, sir. Brownlee, what's going on? You already know, man. I'm just glad to be here. I'm alive and I'm free. I am glad you are here. You know, Brownlee is like one of the biggest promoters in Memphis. So we're going to talk a lot about promoter life. Man, let's, it, let's do it. Let's get so into it. so much to talk right. about. But before we go right. into that, let's, talk t- let's first talk about how we know each other, Brownlee. How long wow. I've been knowing you? Uh, it's almost right at 20 years. Dang, like yep. 1998, 98, 99, something I like mean, that. I mean, and when I was introduced to you, you were doing parties. Right. <laughs> so think how long ago that is right. and fast forward to today. Right. And you're still in right. this business. Right. right. So is this your passion? It's my passion. Uh, it's something that I love to do. Uh, and I've been doing it so long that it has become a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just I, I love it. Like I said, I, I'm, 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 I'm addicted to people. I love being around people. I love watching people enjoy themselves. I love watching people laugh. I love watching them dance and just kind of, you know, just kind of unwind and have a have good time. Have a good time. Right. Have a good time. I right. remember, like, back in the day when I first met you, I mean, we were <laughs> hanging out at clubs like Ebony and Ivory, yeah, the Aristocrat, yeah. Gentleman Diamonds. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Gentleman Diamonds. Man, rest so. in peace, my boy, man. Hypo, man. Hypo. Rest in peace, Hypo. Yes. My man, yes. Howard Q, man. Much love to Howard Q. Howard Q is a, a, a very big pioneer in Memphis as far as nightlife goes and you know, I have to give him his credit no matter what, you know. Howard did a lot for a lot of the promoters in this city, including myself. Mm-hmm. And he taught he taught us a lot of things. Some things through trial and error, some things he kinda, you know, told us this has this has gonna be. Mm-hmm. And you listen. Right. Right. And you listen. Like right. I would say back then you couldn't help but do that. Howard Q was major. Like oh, yeah. we go to Denim and Diamonds. We yeah. we we wanna hear Howard Q. Yeah. But he promoted as well. Right. Like he was right. like a lot of he wore a lot of hats. Right. He was a promoter. He was a DJ. He was like a production manager. Mm-hmm. Also, he set up shows. I mean, Howard did. He did wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. He did. So, was that the time that you said I want to be a promoter? Was, yes. Is that how I got started? Being being around Howard and watching that whole Denim and Diamond movement, him, uh, Devin Steele, um, and Hypo. Man, it was mm-hmm. just we were intrigued. We were in high school. We were in high school and. Uh, we always came up with, man, we want the the younger people want to want to do what Howard them doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we were trying to sneak in the club to mm-hmm. see. We couldn't wait till we turned eighteen, and <laughs> we got in there. And we it was just like it was wow. amazing, and especially at that time, it was like, man, you got three, four thousand people in this one place, mm-hmm. and everybody dancing, having a good time, a good drinking. Time. It was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all fun. So, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, hey, this what, is this what I want to do. I, I definitely want to do this. Is it a formula to being a promoter? There's there's a few formulas. Mm-hmm. And the thing of it is, now, at that time, you always would have to reinvent yourself every two or three years. Now you got to reinvent yourself every two or three weeks. Why? Social media. Social media changed man. The, the attention span now, because of social media, you you could put. I remember you could put out a flyer, paper flyer, mm-hmm. and that play, that paper flyer lasted a year. Mm-hmm. You you knew what you when you saw it, 
you knew this is where it's gonna be. This is such and such. Mm-hmm. Now, because of social media, these flyers get old fast. So they still make flyers now? They still they still design them, but they design them for a social media format. Just, okay, just for social right. media. Right. But okay. me personally, I still do paper flyers. I do, do. I, I do the old school and the new school. You got to have all okay. of because it's like a cake. You got to have all the right ingredients. Mm-hmm. You got to have everything lined up. And you cannot leave out those paper flies. Nothing beats word of mouth. Yeah. Nothing. I don't care what it is. If I have something to put in your hand, I mean, you're going to be like, well, Brownlee gave me a flyer to such and such. And man. I don't see that often anymore. Right. Someone giving me a tangible flyer. Because to- social media has made other promoters and venue owners lazy. Lazy. They expect to post a fly on social media and 2,000 people going to show up. And it don't work like that. Don't work like that. I mean, just the algorithm alone right. on Instagram right. is not exactly. going to let everybody see it. Exactly. But that's why they're charging now. Mm-hmm. That you, you have a way to pay and get your, your fly out mm-hmm. to different regions. Now, mm-hmm. still, it's still not 100%. Because they they telling you you're only gonna reach so many thousand. There you like, go. And, and what you pay is what you get. And people people psychologically people are like, oh, we're gonna reach twenty thousand people. Mm-hmm. That's estimated. If you if you read the fine print on it, it says estimated. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean you know that's what's gonna happen. So, but you do use I notice social media a lot. Of course, because that's what's it's going there. on. It's the culture. The, the culture. Mm-hmm. The culture. Uh, requires the attention of social media. So why not? You know, this it's a it's 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 a easy tool. It's a I won't say as effective, but it's mm-hmm. effective, but it's not as effective as getting out, meeting people, shaking hands, mm-hmm. building relationships. Old school. Old school. Old school. I'ma tell you something, don't nothing beat don't nothing beat emails either. Nothing. Yeah. Emails are emails still required. Still, right, right, right. See and those are the <laughs> fundamentals. Right. And I think I could teach a class on you this. You could thing. teach a class. Right. You could you could do an online one right, right. now right. and make a little money on right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about like some of the ingredients to having an event and being a promoter. So number one, how do you find a good venue? Uh, mostly you think about the venue, far as capacity, mm-hmm. how it looks, and parking plays a part. You know, if there's going to be enough parking. But mainly, when looking for a venue, now you're looking for the better deals. When I mean it in a, from a promoter standpoint, you're looking for the best deal where you can capitalize and make money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you have to factor in rental. Mm-hmm. You have to factor in your security. Those are two main things. Your DJ comes in the middle and your promotion, your marketing. You know, mm-hmm. those, those things come into play. And some of these venues aren't marketable. You know, mm-hmm. some of them are. Some of them... You know, I've seen people throw, you know, they call them hole in the walls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, people actually come here, but those people have the most fun. They be the loudest part. Right. It's the hole in the right, wall. Right, right. The hole in the wall be the loudest. But you have true. to have a good relationship with the owner of the venue as gotcha. well, right? Uh, there's a give and a take, and more or less, you know, you have to be able to compromise and, and, and come to a, a fairness mm-hmm. as far as with the owner. The owner has to be able to make money because he has all the bills. Mm-hmm. He rent, taxes, uh, you know, you know, insurance. He has all the bills. So most of the time when you go into these into these deals, you have to find the ones that 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 helps you and them make money. 
Okay. Yep. And you know what? Something else I've been noticing, like, just from when I first met you growing up, <laughs> we used to party on the weekend. Now a party can be at any given moment. When I say that, it could be during the week. It could not be at night. It could be a day. And these are just things that wasn't going on. I mean, the whole idea is to attract a certain audience. It's about it's it's, it's about trying to attract a certain audience, of course. As a as as an as an innovator, you want to do something nobody else is really doing. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, for years Tuesday night was a good night to go out. Nobody really does anything on Tuesday night because mm-hmm. it's not popular. Sunday night was the night to go out, and I never <laughs> understood that because people got to get up and go to work. Mm-hmm. But the dynamic of it is like, okay, older people have to go to work. Young people don't care. Mm-hmm. They're gonna party. They're gonna still go to work late. Mm-hmm. You know, just leaving the club. I, we've done it before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. I guess just you know from 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 being in this business you have to look at what I call a soft night if you really want to make some money so mm-hmm. there's nothing going on in this night I'm going to take this night and run with it a soft night a soft night that's a soft night your hardest nights everybody got a party Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. everybody goes out we're going to go hard we're going to go hard we're going to go we're going to bar hop we're going to mm-hmm. club we're going to dance and you'll look up and you'll have nine things going on on a Friday Ten things going on on the Saturday. You just got a variety of things that you may want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what encouraged people to take the other nights because they're soft nights. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the introduction of the day party? Ooh, I love it. I do too. I loved it from the beginning though mm-hmm. when it I, started. I, I really, I didn't, I didn't know from the beginning. I'm Listen, just not getting on. I went the day to party Charlotte, Brownie. North Carolina in 2011. Mm-hmm. I take that back. I'm going to go back a little further. 2006, mm-hmm. I went to a Kappa tea party in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not Greek. I went and I was just dumbfounded at 2,000 people in this little bitty building. In the daytime. Man, Howard Q. Oh, Rhythm wow. Kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, we walked in, myself and some of my other friends, we walked in and we was like, man, ain't nobody going to be in no day party. Y'all partying in the daytime? Like, who does that? Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. Mm-hmm. 2000 and Six to be exact, and when I got there, when we got there, we we saw the lines. They had lines in in the street, mm-hmm. wherever the rhythm kitchen was. It was like it was a street, and it was a side street. Mm-hmm. So we go around back. It was probably eight of us. We we had a party the next night, so all of us went because we knew how Q and how Q let us in. And man, when I got there, I was like, okay, we're gonna find us a corner and just post up because this ain't finna be jumping. Listen to me. We saw those lines. We got in our little corner. We started drinking. And this was on a Friday. Mm-hmm. After they did a pep rally or something at TSU. Man, this place was packed. I know it was. We partied. The the Greeks, they, they line danced. Mm-hmm. The gangsters, they danced. And mm-hmm. the regular folk, they danced. We was drunk. By that night, I was like, oh, I can't go no more. <laughs> we got to bring this shit to me. Yeah, we got And that was my. But, but here's the thing. Different cultures and different things your city may not be ready for. You have to introduce that to them. Right. So, so how did that go? 2000, 2006, 2007, 2008, Ken Mack. I got to give it to him. He started it. Ken Mack was living in Houston, Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. and they did something called Cool Out mm-hmm. in Texas. I remember Cool Out. When man, that man brought, he brought that day party action back to Memphis and- me and my friends was like, oh, man, he jumped out there. He did. He going to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was some other guys, uh, Marcus Moody, Wayne Moody. Mm-hmm. They did Saturday sessions. And it was 
exactly what it was. It was a session. So everybody got together, socialized, and drink. Mm-hmm. Cool out, same thing. So 2011, I go to Charlotte. I go to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I see a party like I saw in Nashville. Mm. I said, no, this is what the people want. They want to party in the daytime. Number one, I can tell my girlfriend and my wife, I'm um, going out with the fellas. I'll be back, baby, later right. on. Right. Like, it's not like they're going to be out all night. You understand what I'm okay. saying? So, so this, okay, my, okay, my, okay. my whole mindset was, we're going to do the day party, and it's going to be a party. Man, first day party we did, everybody was like, man, ain't nobody going to come. My friends, ain't nobody coming. We did 400 people in Elements. Mm. That was good for the first mm-hmm. one. Packed, everybody drunk, having a good time, and it was just like a, a, a avalanche. Mm-hmm. It just took off, and then before you knew it, all of us we had we had you know respect for each other. So one person got first for Saturdays, we took second Saturdays. Cool, I had third Saturdays. It just kind of went like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love so, the day parties. The day parties, love the day parties. I love them. You I know what? Them. I just went to one uh, this past Sunday, and it was something about. Um, maybe it was the atmosphere mm-hmm. or the venue, but it was like it's daytime. I got all day to drink this drink or yes. something. You know, it's something yes. mentally. It's euphoric. It is. It's euphoric because a lot of people, the sun, the light, you know, it just it gives you energy. We get it our does. energy from the sun and the light. So you have more fun in the daytime for some reason. Mm-hmm. And to recreate that at night, you know, you have your light shows and your light, mm-hmm. but it ain't the same. I guess maybe people are with their guards more down, too. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. People feel safer in the daytime. That's true. And they feel like they can let go, let the hair down. They ain't got to worry about so much. I can get drunk. I still got time to get home, you know. In the day, it's something about the daytime. People just feel safe. You don't have to like really just dress up, dress right. up. Right. Like I could be chill, right. you can be chill, chill, cute. You, you can sh- you can shoot to the mall, shoot okay. to the pod, and go home. Yeah. Yes. It ain't no. It ain't no. It's not a hassle. Right. Right. Now, Brownlee, how do you select your team? Because I know you've been rolling with quite a few individuals for a long right. time. And I know that this is something that is built on loyalty and trust. But, right. You know, that's in my mind. But, I mean, as far as a promoter and developing a team, how do you go about doing it? Well, that? in developing a team, you have to look at the attributes of that person, uh, their ability to interact with people. Uh, their ability to promote, uh, what kind of personality they have. Now, as far as loyalty and trust, you kind of have to have a little leeway because mm. a lot of us, a lot of us, we are loyal to ourselves. And some people don't understand. Everybody has their own definition of loyalty. Now, trust is trust has to be a factor, of course, but you have to know what you're dealing with and who you're dealing with. You know, person that's going to jump at every opportunity, it's a cancer. You know what I'm saying? We're going to roll together. And, and and a lot of times it's just about a heads up. Hey, man, so-and-so approached me. I know, I'm, you know, I'm on the team, but there's an opportunity over here. And, you know, you don't want loyalty to, to turn into stupidity. What I mean by that is everybody has to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do understand that. At the same time, it's all about how you do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm big on loyalty, um, but sometimes you, you, you can be loyal to a fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So it just, you just have to have room mentally to understand that person's uh, disposition. Mm-hmm. You got to understand what they're going through, what they're thinking about, 
And it's not so much as people want to be you or want to be me. They want to grow. You know, people want to grow. You see it all the time in big companies. You see it all the time in the church. People want to go on and try this thing for themselves. I'm big on leaders creating other leaders. Mm -hmm. So I know when my time span comes, you're going to go away from me and do your thing. As long as you're doing your thing, I ain't got no problem with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's wrong with us. The ladies are doing it. Ladies nowadays, they're sticking together and they're not stepping on each other's toes. But men, by default, have a competitive nature. I think it's that ego. It, it's that's that's that's, a, that's about fifty percent of it. Okay. The ego is about fifty percent, but you have to think all of your leaders have been raised to be leaders, and they they've been raised to hold on to what you got, don't let it go. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can say this, but our Caucasian brothers have been taught to share. Mm -hmm. and help build each other up. We're the mm -hmm. only race that, that have been, been, been bred to tear each other down. And that's where the bad part comes mm -hmm. from. We can all work together. There's enough money for everybody. I have friends in Dallas. I have friends in Houston. Mm -hmm. I have friends in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have friends in Atlanta, uh, L.A., different places. And they'll call me like, hey, I got this. You want to come here and do this? Or can I come there and do that? And I think that's the biggest thing. Here in Memphis, if we all stuck together, you know, Memphis would be like, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. These people, I go to Atlanta and these guys, they not hating on each other. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Oh, no, nah, we ain't doing this over here tonight, but so-and-so them got this down there. Y'all go check that out. Mm -hmm. In Memphis, if 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 you do that, well, look, y'all just give me $10. Y'all ain't go down there. And, and it's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's the mentality, I guess, so do, to speak. Do you think it's like deeply rooted in a lot of the systematic issues yes. that Memphis has? Yes. But here's the thing. They're coming out of it. They trying. They trying. The younger generation has made their mind up that we're not following y'all footsteps. Mm -hmm. Y'all into it too much. Y'all beefing too much. And it's petty. And it's it's, it's frivolous. Y'all, mm -hmm. What y'all doing ain't making nobody no money. So we're not going to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing, they're creating their own groups. And they're sticking together. Mm -hmm. And if one goes and say, well, I'm going to do this over here, they get behind them. You know, it's more of a group I'm thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling that. you. I, and mm -hmm. I said back after 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 mint closed, I said back and I, you know, I'm I'm passionate about this. Mm -hmm. So I'm studying everything that's going on for the last four months with the DJs, with the music. Memphis music is p pretty much taking over. Hello. Like, I mean, the things that got in yes. Moneybag and, and Block Boy and Juicy Black J, Youngster and Juicy J. They getting out of The girl won. What's her name? The one um, the four? Evie. Um, Evie. Oh, Evie, Evie McKinney. Evie. Memphis, Memphis music, K. Michelle, you can't. Yes. Memphis music is going to another level, and what, what I love about the younger group of people, they're like they're moving with the movement. The millennials, they're moving with the movement. It's people that are my age that are still holding on to their little fame and little egos. Shit. Yeah, and it's old, and ain't it ain't it ain't yeah, doing you know right. So I I just took that time, you know, when men class, I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna study the game instead of just trying to force it. Because, again, I'm a student as well as a teacher of this game. Mm -hmm. And I know when I saw social media changed everything, I said, you know what? I have to reinvent my thinking. I have to reinvent my formulas. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what I've been doing. You know, I just I, I think I think we'll be OK in Memphis, but it's about to be a changing of the guard. I'm ready. Real for soon. It. I'm yeah, ready for it. me too. And since you brought up Mint Lounge, I used to love coming there with the radio station broadcasting live. We had some good times. We had times some good times Mint. in Mint. I, let me tell you something. They could say what they want about Mint. Historically, 
we did something in two years that people haven't been able to do ever. Mm-hmm. You know, that place, it was like somebody lit a match and it just caught fire. Mm. Just out the blue. Mm-hmm. And I saw some um I saw some marketing, some marketing, uh, some things that I could do in other cities mm-hmm. and I implemented it. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like a match, somebody lit a match like Mm-hmm. Men, what yes. men? It just just came out the blue, mm-hmm. and we introduced a whole nother level. We rewrote the blueprint to nightlife. Nobody can say that. And and men and I will argue with you, and I'm gonna tell you why I said it because everything that Mint did, if you look at it from February 2016, other venues, other promoters, they began to do it, trying to do it like Mint. Mm-hmm. They say what they want, and I'm not saying that in a bragging way. I'm just saying it. As a homage way. This this is what we did. And I set it up like that because I saw it. I saw I saw the flames in Atlanta. I saw the flames in 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 in, in uh New York and Houston. I traveled before we opened it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna add this. We're gonna do this. And unfortunately, you know, the good gotta suffer with the bad. I hate, you know, man, God rest his soul, Gregory Gregory Howard. Mm-hmm. The fireman that, that passed away mm-hmm. uh, outside of Mint, mm-hmm. uh, man, that was just so unfortunate. And I never really got a chance to apologize to the family. So mm-hmm. if anybody knows the family, I am officially apologizing to the Howard family. Uh, and we did everything we could do. We were cooperative with the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, you know, in the streets, you're wrong if you cooperate with the police. Well, mm-hmm. that was wrong. What happened to, to that young man? And it was. He was a he was a a, a father. Mm-hmm. He was a fireman. He a was husband. A, a husband, right, right, and yeah. and I hate that happen, man. I, I do too, but you know what? It seems like that's a part of the risk that a promoter can take and a club owner can take. Uh, not to say someone is losing their life all the time, but an incident can happen outside of the venue right. that you have no control over. Like right. how how is the venue responsible? Well, they want somebody to take the blame. Mm-hmm. There, there's always blame. Uh, you 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 gotta have a foul person. And because the city invited him to the game, he was playing in a tournament. And we partied inside the club. We didn't we didn't know anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't even involved with any altercation or confrontation. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Did he just, even go into the club? He came in. I, I, I looked back on the cameras. He was in there. Mm-hmm. And there was a commotion at the door. He was going out. He and his friend went out. And I think they just kind of stood around the door. Going to the cars, mm-hmm. so whatever went on was going on outside. He was trying to come back in. This is what the detectives were telling me. Shots out to the sheriff, sheriff, mm-hmm. uh, the sheriff department in, in Memphis, MPD. Mm-hmm. Hey, regardless of how y'all feel about me, we still love y'all. We appreciate y'all doing y'all job. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to come back in when he saw the commotion. He just caught a straight bullet. Did they find who did it? No, they still, still, and they blame me. Y'all oh, know what's going man. on, y'all. We were in the club. Right. Now we didn't. We don't have cameras outside, but there were other restaurants that had cameras outside, and I think they. It was so much going on outside. You couldn't. Those those angles were yeah. just different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But man, my heart goes out to his family, his his wife, his children, his mother, mm-hmm. uh, his sisters. Uh, I I talked to them briefly before mint closed, and you know I I wanted to apologize to them. I was legally not able to say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's over for for the legal part, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm saying I apologize. I, I wish there was something I could do, mm-hmm. and we did everything. You know, I, we did everything possible. Mm-hmm. 
So once it was announced that Mint closed, I remember looking at TV at my home. Man. How did you feel? I was hurt. I know. It wasn't about the money. Everybody was like, oh, he mad. He ain't going to be making no money. I have other ways. I have other incomes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the money. Mint was like a baby I nourished mm-hmm. and and took care of. And somebody came and said, you can't take care of this baby no more. I feel you. You got you to gotta get this baby up, you know. And I'm like, this is my baby, though. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and, and maybe maybe this is a little a little extra, but it's almost like having a child taken away from his mother mm-hmm. or father unwillingly, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. I was hurt. And you know what? I was thinking about you when I was standing in my living room looking at the news and them reporting that Mint would officially close. So I was like, Brownlee, Brownlee, I wonder right. how he doing. Right. But as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's just another time to reinvent yourself, right. like you mentioned. Right. What I tell people is it was just a building. It doesn't define BBMG. It doesn't define Thomas Brownlee. It was a building. I can party in Liberty Land parking lot. People going to come. We're going to have a good time. We're going to go home. I can go to anywhere and do anything you know what I'm saying? And people are just going to come. I'm going to make sure you have a good time. So reinventing myself, yes, I, I, I've had to reinvent because a lot of the bad things that came with me kind of stuck on me. You know what I'm saying? It, it it blocked me from doing a lot of things. You know, people were calling, saying that's the dude that owned me. You know, he going to have this going on. He going to have that going on. Mm. And that was never, that has never been my, um, we don't have those type of issues at anything I do. That night was just a crazy night. And it was the only thing going on mm-hmm. on a Friday. Whenever you have, when you, whenever you don't have competition to kind of take up the slack, far as they would call it ratchet. Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna draw this one place because the attention is there. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we had ample amount of security, but they were tied up on the inside. And that night it was packed. It's always packed. Mm-hmm. And we just there was just nothing we could do. So yeah, I'm I'm reinventing myself. I'm uh, I have another venue that I'm working on. I'm kind of keeping hush on it, mm-hmm. but I do have another venue I'm working on. And you know, it's gonna be like Mint, but it's gonna be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be better as far as looks, service, uh, menu, mm-hmm. uh, you know, presentation. It's gonna be ten times better. Now, you still travel a lot and, a lot. and have your own events in other cities. Right. So what do you see as some of the biggest differences between the events you hold in, what, a Charlotte, North Carolina, right. or a Dallas, Texas versus right. Memphis? Dallas, Texas, and, and Charlotte. These events, when we put on these events, these day parties, especially in Charlotte, these events are promoted to what they call an elite group of people. Now, if you work, you have a job, uh, you have a career, that's elite to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the the elite people want to turn up. They just want to turn up in their environment. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, Dallas, man, these people, I, I seen some guys get into it in Charlotte. And the security kind of like, man, get out. Get out. You know what they did? They left. And they was like, man, we're going, we're going to the next spot. We ain't got to come here no way. It wasn't no big deal. Wasn't no big deal. But in Memphis, if you put them out, they're coming back <laughs> with guns. Yeah, it's a fight. It's a gunfight. Wow. It's and, and I don't know why it's like that. It's, it's like you said, ego thing. People have these, this social media has built up these egos. Mm-hmm. Oh, I ain't going to let you talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. And 
man, you live to fight another day, man. I'm going to the next spot. I ain't got to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and a lot of a lot of the rhetoric in Memphis about nightlife here is like, man, the black clubs, you know, it's just going to be a problem. You know, they had that big issue downtown. Yeah. And dude told him, he said, hey, at least we'll be open. That made me mad. It, you know why. I was furious. I was furious. Mm. It made me mad. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, we lost a we lost a good friend behind it, mm-hmm. a real good friend. And not to say that it was their fault, but if you're going to hold me accountable, they should be held accountable as well. Yeah. So why is there a double standard? Mm, color. Race. Basically. No, 100%. Color and race. In Memphis, Tennessee. In Memphis, Tennessee. What are we going to do about that? Like, how can we the only way how can we, we work with the officials? For one, we got to get out. And, we got to get out and vote. We got to vote. Yeah. That's number one. We got to put people in place that have our uh, best interests. Mm-hmm. And we can't we can't keep sitting on our hands saying, oh, it's just going to work out. Or I don't believe in politics. That's that's BS. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There is no way you can sit back and complain and don't do anything about it. Like I, 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 I commend Atlanta. They have their first black woman yeah. mayor. mayor and they were very instrumental in getting her in there. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Memphis is sitting back, just waiting on things to happen. When we should be ready to make things happen, we should. It's gonna continue to be that way, mm-hmm. and they can say what they want. You know, for a while we were okay, mm-hmm. for a while, and it was like after that, you know, everybody just Obama got in office, and we got comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we ain't gotta vote got no more. President. We got a black president. He didn't do he didn't do much for us. You know, I was proud to have him in there, you know. Winter came I mean spring came on time when he was there, but that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Now spring bipolar. Man, what? So, oh my god. It's crazy. It's, man. And, 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 it, and to me, a lot of these things, like we said, this is happening in Memphis. Why Memphis? Right. Why Memphis? You just saw the report about Tennessee lawmakers yeah, taking with the back statues. a two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget right. towards Memphis, right. why? Right. What? That's crazy. And to let it be known is why we're doing it. Well, here's the thing. They're, they're going to always tell you we have control. They're going to always tell you that. Some people overlook it. I don't understand it. But until we get out and vote and do something about mm-hmm. it, it don't just it ain't just our mayors. It's our legislation. It's, it's the, the, the senators. All these people out, what they call the the, the commissioners and all. Mm -hmm. We can't just stop at one person that we like. We have to do the research and find out who's for us. Mm -hmm. And we got to put up those numbers and get them in office. Mm -hmm. Until we do that, it's going to always be like this. Mm -hmm. Because our our other colored brothers and sisters feel like, oh, they lazy. Mm -hmm. They ain't going to do nothing. You got people running for office. You don't even know who they are. And they don't have your best interest. They don't care what happened to you. But you're not researching. You ain't looking. They get in there. They make the rules. Mm-hmm. They change them up in the middle of the game. They and do what they want to do. That's yeah. systematic right there. There you go. But you know what's good, Brownlee? We have a lot of young millennials running for office in this election. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. What's going on now is a changing of the guard. Yes. These younger these younger guys, these promoters, they're sticking together. They ain't going. They don't, they're not going by their old routine. Oh, well, you know, they picking side. They not picking side. They sticking together. The millennials in the city, they're sticking together. Okay, this is what's for me. This is my homeboy. He running for this. Well, I, I don't know him, but I know somebody that know him. They're doing the research, and they're getting behind those people. Not only that, 
uh, Jamal Whitlow. Yeah. I got to give him his oh, props. Boy. That's my. He was a promoter. Yes, he was. He was a promoter. We talked about that. And Why are you verbally affected? And the things that he's trying to do is in our best interest. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not in a negative way, but you got to look at the thing. And and I just said, you know, what I went through back in December. I, I tell people all the time, we got to choose who we're gonna put in office and mm-hmm. get behind them and make sure and then hold them accountable. Definitely. This is what this is what you said you were gonna do. Now let's get it done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It don't just stop there. So yeah, that's my boy though. I'm definitely I'm definitely getting behind Jamal Whitlow. You know what would be nice? A nice early voting day party. That would be perfect. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Jamal, hit me up, Jamal. We're gonna put this together, man. Yes, yes, I'm <laughs> loving it. Now, what about the females? I know you mentioned the females stick together, but do you see a lot of female promoters? Here's the thing. The females aren't really promoting parties. They're promoting their brand. They're promoting their uh, products. I see a lot of brunches. And these brunches, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it's going to start to catch fire. They, they because catch fire. They, I hosted a couple every, of them. They every other week. But and it's they like they're their click of ladies. Yes. But they coming. They there. They want to see the fashion. They sticking together. Yes. Yes. They not hating on each other. One person at a time. Ah, she just doing this because. No. Mm-hmm. They ain't doing it. I ain't heard nothing negative. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting and I made a statement. I, I I made a post on Facebook. I said, so wow. The women are getting together. They sticking together and they, they going for world domination. And all the men are in. Uh, we, we're competing over nothing. Wow. We're competing over nothing. And it's not a slap in the face to the men. It's just a wake up call. Hey, what are we fighting about? Mm-hmm. I pray that. I prayed for peace. I was like, Lord, I need some peace. But my competitive nature kept me on edge. Mm. You got to do this. You got to be better than them. You got to do more than them. You got to work harder than them. You got to do this. Yes, that's a good thing. But the competitive part takes you out your peace. And what I mean by that is if I'm always looking to beat you out, I'm always looking to be better than you. If I just operate in love, it's going to come. Mm-hmm. Ain't know what you need me to do. You need me to do anything? Can I help you? Uh, can you help me? You know, right. we're not operating in love. And everybody's like, no, nah, I don't need this person. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm not going to fool with this person because I can do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself. I don't need this. And these women are sitting back. They like, well, <laughs> we hooking up. We got trap brunch. We got balloon, brunch, let it go brunch. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yes. put yourself Mommy's on. Mommy's and mimosas. Mommy's and You understand yes. what I'm saying? Yes. And I love it. I, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air for me as a student as well as a, as a, a, as a teacher in this game. I'm looking at these ladies, and a lot of these ladies, mm-hmm. a lot of them, they used to come to all our parties when yeah. we started out. And I'm like, wow. So they have a blueprint that we put out there, and they just rewriting it on their own. Those dudes into it. Mm-hmm. We're going to stick together. And they sticking together. They ain't hating. Some right. of them don't know each other. And they just still, they, they they getting on each other's, you know. And and it, and the way it's laid out is just, I mean, you have so many options right. at a brunch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, first we're going to we're gonna talk about why we're here because it's always going to be a thing. Right. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to have a guest speaker. Right. Um, we're going to acknowledge the host. Right. We're going to eat. Right. And now let's go and talk with these vendors right. and shop and right. drink. Right. And that's perfect. Right. Right. They so got these it. ladies doing it. They got it. They got the game down packed. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I, I definitely can appreciate it. And I just hope the men take note. 
This is what's going on. This is what y'all doing. This is what we up against. Not up against, so to speak, but this is what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. We need to get get on the phone. Uh, my friends in Houston, all the promoters, they don't even like each other, mm-hmm. but they meet once a week. They should. I they mean, meet once a week. And look how they collectively doing it. Right. Right. It's like 12 of them. They, they meet on Mondays or Tuesdays or something like that. Not to be putting their business out, but mm-hmm. they meet and they talk and they discuss how things are going to go. And I know everybody's like, well, that's a big city. Yeah, that's all the more reason for us to get together. Yeah. That's all the more reason. I hear people say, man, it's enough for everybody. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. If you look at it, it's so many people in Memphis. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to get a third of them because the building ain't big enough. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So why not sit down, talk consciously? We ain't got to do no business, but at least we can get on the same page. Look, I'm not going to do yeah. this. Well, you definitely can lead that effort. I am. I'm working on it. Yeah. Do you think people will be, other promoters will be receptive to that? I don't know. I well, honestly don't. If you Bec- don't try, you're not going to find out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But because of who I am, I don't have an angle. I don't have to have an angle. But because of who I am, it's like people feel like they helping me. Oh, we helping him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've helped a lot of people in this city. And I don't ask for anything. I don't expect anything. My blessings come anyway. Mm-hmm. And these younger promoters, I've helped them. I ain't looking for nothing. I don't need nothing. God has got my back. My family is, is healthy. You know, I'm healthy. Life is good. You hit stumbling blocks. That's that's that's, that's life. how you learn. That's how you learn. That's how you learn. So to say, well, man, I'm in a situation. This, 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 this. Man, I'm looking to help my brothers. Period. Point blank. Well, if you need any help, I already <laughs> know, anything, man. Let me know. <laughs> but like, let's talk about money. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the financial piece of being a promoter. Right. Just on an average party. Let's just say you got your soft launch, then you got your hard launch. Let's right. talk about a hard launch. Okay. So that's the scenario, a hard launch. Okay. So how do you choose, first of all, how much money you're going to invest in that event? Let's say Jeezy coming. You. It depends on the timing. Mm-hmm. Time has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be timed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would take how many months to prepare? For that, promotion-wise? I, 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 I normally do two months. Okay. Uh, an artist that be, he's going to want anywhere from fifty to 60000 Jeez. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So you got to send half of that up front. Okay. Then you got to spend another, maybe five on radio, mm-hmm. promotion, marketing, mm-hmm. internet. You're looking at $5,000. Mm-hmm. So now, fifty-five turning to sixty. The venue probably going to cost you about $7,000. You're looking at 70 something You're going up. You Before you know, you're eighty grand. Right? 80 grand. You're 80 grand. And you're going to have to make that back. Of course. So that's And if you're like me, you're in the business of making money. <laughs> right. You're not here to, you're not here Just, to break I even. Jeezy. I yeah. bought Jeezy. No. Anybody that does that is a fool. Yes. That's not what, that is not business. Mm-hmm. I, everybody talking about, well, it'll be a good look. You don't have to spend that kind of money to have a good look. Right. That's impossible. You can throw a nice party and have people to come. That's a good look. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? So in this scenario, we got 80K going out in the 80K, expenses. Yeah. So. Security. All of that. All of it, in right. That, in that bucket. Right. So how, what is the breakdown on we making that back? Whew. So you have to look at ticket sales, how much you're going to charge to get in, 
Um, you got your pre-order. You can get it for this amount. Your pre-order, before, but then you got your door price. You got your door stick price. Stick it to them a little bit. You don't. You don't really have up. a choice. Right. You don't really have a choice. Um, you you got that, and then if if it's a if it's a venue where you have VIP sections, mm-hmm. you know all of that plays a part. Booth. Yeah, how much you gonna sell that for? What's gonna come with it? How much of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, your bottle sales, you have to add all that into what you're selling. And you also have to add a profit into those sales. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you look at the bottle sales, the ticket sales, well, this is what we're charging for this, and you add that up. And then the real estate, mm-hmm. where you're going to sit your rear on, you got to put that in there. Mm-hmm. And then you got to put, put something in there for yourself. Mm-hmm. How much money can I can I pull out to say, okay, boom, this is what we need. So normally if you you got 60K, right, mm-hmm. you got to make up the back end some kind of way. Definitely. If you ain't got it already, Definitely. you got to hustle that, those ticket sales and those booth sales. So what about the bar? That's not always negotiable, is it? No. <laughs> but sometimes it is, right? Sometimes it is, but it just depends. That's now, usually for the owner? Yeah, okay. that's, that's for the owner. But me, being in this game a long time, we're going to have to negotiate that. Mm-hmm. You know, the owner, you know, he's going to want, well, okay, you pay me this for a rental, and you just take the door. Mm. Well, nowadays, I go in and I say, well, listen, how, how about I pay you a little extra on the rental, and you give me the bar? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll say, yeah, they ain't got to worry about it. They got their money. Mm-hmm. They got the way. Mm-hmm. But some of them know better. You know, they know they like, well, I know you're going to make some money. Let's split the bar. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's still a win-win for both of y'all. Still a win-win. As long as it's promoted right now, it's got to be promoted. If it's Promotion is key. You can bring Pooter Tang. If you don't promote it, and and, and not just because I'm sitting here with you, our hard media is the king in Memphis. Mm-hmm. It's the king in Memphis. You got to have your radio, your commercials on, on, on K97, V101, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You got to have them announcing your event. But I see a lot of promoters, they not trying to do radio advertisements. Some of them okay. some of them are straight social media. Yeah. And what is that doing for you? Right. Your reach is not Your reach is your not Your reach is not there. It's not. And they they can say what they want. You can you can buy these ads on Facebook. Yeah, that's that's cool. But when you have an event of that mm-hmm. magnitude, mm-hmm. you need every ingredient on that cake. You need your icing, you need your sugar, you need your eggs, you need mm-hmm. Whatever your flour, whatever it is to make that cake, mm-hmm. and radio is a part of that cake. Yeah, man, Facebook. I'm gonna tell you something. I saw Donald Trump. They said he spent three million dollars on Facebook ads. Mm. Okay, cool. I never saw one. I did not directly from him. I never saw one. He did for himself. They said he spent two, three million dollars, two to three million dollars on Facebook ads for his campaign. Because we saw more of the Russian bot. I never, <laughs> I never saw. I did. I could tell you, you I haven't what, either. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but nothing beats that radio advertisement. Man, let me think. tell you something. It's gonna touch you. Radio advertisement is almost like a. What, what can I compare it to? I always tell people, well, I don't really listen to the radio. Somebody do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could be in the barbershop and the guy say, yeah, you know, so-and-so got a party tonight. Mm-hmm. Where you hear that from? Man, it's on the radio. Yeah. I'll what a party. And then there you go. That's your advertisement. Yep. And it's spreading so through word of mouth spreading at that through word point. Of mouth. Boom, right. boom, boom. Now, guess what, though? Guess what else? I cut on the radio because I want to hear what you talking about. Oh, right. this, he crazy. He ain't, I ain't, he ain't heard this. They go to commercial. Mm-hmm. So radio is a part of that cake. You know, I Definitely. tell people that all the time. They can say what they want. We did, when we opened up Mint, we didn't have radio in the beginning. We gave it three months mm-hmm. to just kind of 
see what it was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Once we added that radio, pew. So you you have a testimonial about that. Yeah. Like, are y'all listening out yeah. there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Radio, you know, uh, radio helped meant mm-hmm. a whole lot. And then y'all had the live broadcast. We had the live broadcast. The live broadcast. It's a party on the radio. It's a party on the radio. Do you know how many people called mm-hmm. and came by? Man, we heard y'all. It sound live in here. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike T, great DJ. I would get on there. I would turn up. We would talk and shout everybody out mm-hmm. coming through the door. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun. It was like, man, I'm going. I want to hear my name called. Hey, you bring a lot of energy too, bro. Hey, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you something I learned. How cute. Got to give it to him again. If I'm at work all week and I'm tired, I'm, I'm distraught, when I come through that door, I need... That feeling, that energy, I need something, a, a departure, so to speak, to take my mind off a tough work week or mm-hmm. just whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. So how can I be down? You know what I'm saying? How can I be, uh, 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 my energy is low, and when you come through the door, you can feel that energy. That's true. You can feel the tension. You can feel it when there's some tension. You can feel when it's the vibes are good. So I always made it my business. You got to bring that energy. Because people are attracted to good energy. That's true. That's true. Now, I know you've met a lot of artists, a lot of celebrities. What has been, like, your most memorable time as being a promoter with a celebrity? And who would that celebrity be? Ooh. (laughs) Um, I know it's a lot. Man. Who really turned up in Memphis? Who really turned up in Memphis? Jeezy. Jeezy. This was before now. This was back in when he he first came. Mm Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody bring energy like Jeezy. Nelly, mm-hmm. Nelly, uh, Nelly brought brought a lot of energy. And Rick Ross, when he first, like when he first started out, all the way up until about, I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't seen Rick Ross in a while. But the times that he comes, that big dude turns up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I he don't bring, think I've ever seen Rick Ross live. It's a oh, good show. Man, it's a good show, man. A it's good just show? you have to see it, man. Dude is, uh, he's very. Laid back, but he brings that energy like it's like it's a I don't know what you call it. Just when he when he when he raps, when he gives it to you, you feel like you somewhere mm-hmm. else. You can really feel what he's talking about, and he he has that voice. He, you know, it kind of yeah, it kind of rings out. You know, it yeah. lets you know, man, we turning up. You know, yeah. hey, it's going down. You know what we doing? <laughs> like he, he, when he comes, he comes like that. But those mm-hmm. are my top three: Jesus, Nelly, and Rick Ross. Oh, I already know Nelly. Yeah, ah, oh, Nelly, Nelly's. I hey, bet the one. women just went. Right. Oh, they go crazy. If Nelly, I don't know what it is about Nelly, man. They love Nelly. Mm-hmm. They love him. So. Now, like, you've worked with quite a few DJs in the city of Memphis. How do you select the DJs that you want for an event or the band? I know you have special go-to DJs and go-to bands, right? I have, when it comes to bands, I like the underdogs. Mm-hmm. I like the ones don't nobody know about. Mm-hmm. They hungry. Mm-hmm. They going to give you all they got when it comes to bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bands that are more more um, frequently used or uh, they kind of have an, uh, 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 an arrogance or an ego. No disrespect to it. I know everybody, once you're good at something, you feel confident in it. But the bands that don't nobody know about, mm-hmm. oh, man, their raw potential, uh, their raw potential you get from them. Now, as far as DJs, after a while, I'll give a DJ a shot. I'll give any, any DJ a shot. And I'm, I have a very good ear. For DJs, mm-hmm. I have a very good ear. So, what are you looking for when you want when you're trying to select a DJ? 
your mixing, your mm-hmm. blends, mm-hmm. and your song selection. At the certain time. At the certain time. <laughs> the timing. Let me tell you something. everything. Let me tell you something. Uh, DJ Feezy, I remember him standing mm-hmm. outside the Silver Spoon years ago, passing out mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Just getting on my mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And we hit it off. And he gave me this mixtape, and I was like, man, I was going somewhere, and I lit the mixtape play, and I was like. Efezi came to Memphis and lit Memphis lit up. up. Do you Memphis. hear me? And I was like, dude. So at the time, we had uh, Level 2, my friend Curtis. Curtis Givens, he was like, I was like, man, we got to let this dude DJ. He was like, man, I don't know, dude. Uh, I was like, we got to give him a chance. Out, yeah. So one night, man, it, it weren't that many people in the club. So we were like, okay, we're going to let him DJ. Man, that man had that. It was about 300 people in a club that holds about 1,000. Mm-hmm. Those people partied. I bet they did. Efezi rocked that place like it was 2,000 people in there. And I looked up at him, and I looked at Curtis. I was like, see? Mm-hmm. So from that point, I kind of made it my business, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to to give a DJ a try. Mm-hmm. DJ Newbreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 it's a couple other DJs I can't think of right off my head. But some younger ones now that come up. Some younger ones DJ I've been King, noticing. DJ Crisscross. DJ uh, King, that's yeah. my boy. Uh, he rocking. So I'm I'm looking at him and I'm like, okay, these, these they this grinding. is they, they grinding, grinding right, right? They, they doing, hungry. They doing what they doing what they supposed to do. They so, hungry. And trust you know me. what? Some of these DJs, these younger DJs, they they always hear from an older DJ. Sometimes you don't know how to do it on the turntables. Blah blah blah. Everything on the right. computer. But they learning. Right. They trying to do it right. the old way and right. the new way. A lot of these DJs now, they can do it the old way. Yeah. It's the new way that though. I, I let me tell you something. I I kind of put my hands on some turntables every now and then. Oh, brown lead, you be mixing it up. Hey, I try. I ain't good, but in <laughs> all order, it takes is practice. In order for me to be an MC, your timing got to be right with the DJ. So I get in there and I'll just play around a little bit. But mm-hmm. these DJs now, they have mastered the art of one turntable. And a computer. Yes. Now, I know the old DJ like, that ain't cool. Mm-hmm. Man, you ain't no real DJ unless you got two turntables. Mm-hmm. They getting the one, them the ones getting the most gigs. They getting it. They getting the gigs. They getting it with bringing less shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. They, they right. doing it. But I've noticed some of the younger ones, they can do it any kind of way. Yeah. And I'm like, look at them. They grinding out here. Hey, they rough on one turntable. Pull out two turntables. They're going to work you. Yeah. You're going to be tired. Yeah. And I love it. Like, like this is, it's just, I'm, I've always felt like an innovator. Um, I evolve daily. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing, um, they were talking about the Migos. Man, that mumble rap, they ain't this, they ain't this, they ain't it. Well, it was a time when the ghetto boys came out. People mm-hmm. didn't, people didn't like the ghetto boys. There was a time, <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when Future came out. People didn't like Future. I so, didn't. But that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But it grew on you. Evolve. Evolution. It, it, right. <laughs> you can't stop evolution. Mm-hmm. You can't stop it. Okay. <laughs> now, let's have some promotion fun. Okay. I'm okay. going to ask you a question. Oh, and you, Lord. you tell me which one that you prefer more. Okay? okay. Okay. So, when promoting an event, do you prefer text message or DM? Only those two choices. Uh, I prefer text message. Why? You're going to get that text message. Like, you know they going to get it. You, you going to see it, it delivered. Yeah. You going to see it read. Yeah, yeah you going to get that text. <laughs> when you send that text message, that DM might get overlooked. Mm-hmm. DM might get overlooked. But that, that text, 
they you got that because everybody yeah, got a phone. Yeah, right. Everybody got a phone. Okay. When promoting an event, Facebook or Instagram? Ooh. Ooh. What he going to say, y'all? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, depends on the demographic. Why is that? Because a lot of older people on Facebook. Okay. A lot demographic of younger people. Demographic is millennial. Right. That's true. So Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Because of that that generation. That generation. That so, generation is going to party. They're going to have a good time. And they are going to take a chance on their money. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So you're you're promoting a new event. Are you going to have this event at a nightclub or a lounge? And and your your entertainment will be a band. Uh, If it's a band, lounge. Why? Lounge, the setting is more intimate, Mm -hmm. uh, very Mm close-knit. It's not as big as 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 a normal nightclub. And those people will be able to have that band, and feel a certain type of way. They're going to drink, they're going to eat, and they're going to have a very good time. Mm-hmm. Versus putting them in uh, a nightclub, it's almost like a concert. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A live band at a concert, I haven't really seen their work, mm-hmm. you know, in the nightclub. I haven't seen their work. So that will be something new for me. And, you know, we've, like, you know, gone through the transition from a club to a lounge. Right. You know, was it receptive to the people when you first started doing a lounge? The difference is social media. It was less competition. Everybody didn't have the voice or the platform they have. Mm-hmm. So the big clubs become obsolete because mm-hmm. of social media. So it's like if I tell you, oh, we partying here tonight. It's a big club. Oh, it's going to be packed. And you get there and it's like 10 or 20 people there. You're going to be like. Brownlee full of shit. You know what I'm saying? You didn't tell the truth on that. With the small clubs, it's so many ways you can set that up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, you could you you could have cars out front. People see that mm-hmm. there are people there. Then they're going to come on in. Mm-hmm. Them big clubs, that parking lot. You got to be full. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, 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 just, that's just dead on it. So social media to determine, you know, the big night clubs and the lounges. To me. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So interesting, this promoter <laughs> life. One last question okay. about promo fun. Okay. You're doing um, an event, and you want the people hype. You want the people crazy. Um, your artist is uh, Migos. Ooh. Are you going to have DJ Newbreed or DJ Efeezy? Oh, I got him, y'all. I got him. Hey, no disrespect to my boy, man. I got to have Efeezy, man. Efeezy. <laughs> Gotta have Efeezy. Efeezy is like, man, I'm gonna tell you something. I I, I can't explain it, man. That 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 boy there, man, he brought he, he brings the energy on fire. And he puts on a show as well, believe He's it or not. Showman, he yes. puts on a show. Yes. He, his swag, the way mm-hmm. he talked, the way he DJ. But now I'm gonna tell you, if I had my choice and I couldn't get Efeezy, mm-hmm. DJ D nice. D nice, life is dope. Yep. <laughs> He do you know what they kind of got some of the same energy now they that do. I think about I'm it. Telling you, when I see D Nice do his thing, he kind of reminds me. They can say what they want. I brought D Nice to the table. He can vouch for it. He doing his. I thing. went to 152 and I heard him DJ before all the other promoters got hold to him. Brownlee did it first. And you know what, D Nice is very particular about his craft. Yeah. I'm talking about this. This is a man that he don't play this music. He don't play it. Yeah, yeah. I was driving home one day and heard him a mix he had, and and I'm telling him Sunday when I saw him, I said, "Boy, 
the way that you inputted Nicki Minaj's verse over that beat, he's like, you heard me. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I heard yeah. you. Yeah. He, he's, he, and that's what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. I talk about DJs. Their blends, mm-hmm. your, 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 your mixing. Like that that plays a big role to me. Like people want to feel that out of town feeling. If you go to New York, LA, you go anywhere, they gonna mix and blend. DJ Definitely. Ty Boogie in New York, killer. He'll he'll mix, he'll blend king. Mm-hmm. Uh 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 DJ Stevie J down in Miami. He'll blend king. You know what I'm saying? Like Ooh, a, a lot I of these. Saw him and live. Oh yeah. my god. And it's like I was just so into his showmanship. But check this out. I, I bring up those DJs. You know who else is a blend king? Oh. Mr. Devin Steele. Devin is Devin is He's a blend king. Yes, yes. No hands down. Devin put on Mike T had his birthday party meant last year and all the DJs were in the DJ booth. All the DJs. Mm-hmm. And they were just looking like <gasps> Devin was cutting up. Man, what? Yeah. He was cutting up. Man, I was like Man, we're gonna get you back. <laughs> Man, yeah. good, good. But he's always been good since Denim and Diamond days. Mm-hmm. Devin has always been a premier DJ to me. Yes. Always. Yes, I remember them DN days. Boy, you done brought back a bunch of yeah. memories. For yeah, me I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> it was fun, fun times. Fun times. Yep. Now, Brownlee, last question. Okay. Um, what advice do you have for some of these young men and women that want to be a promoter like you? Do the work. Do the things. In order to be great, you got to do the things that nobody else is going to do. Um, in, in the beginning, I would sit at home and send out text messages one at a time. Before the group texts and all that, it would take me hours to send out these text messages. But that's what made the events great because people felt like he took out the time to text me. I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm. You understand? Do the work. Now, I know it's a little easier now, but we have to, I myself, at the age I am, I will still get out and pass out flyers. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed. I'm not, you know, I don't have an ego to the point. I'm, I'm not prideful where I don't get out and do the work. You want to be in this game, you got to do the work. Research what's going on, who's hot, who's not, and and just do the work. You got to. You, you can't. There's, there's no elevator to being at the top of this game. I don't care what city you in. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you your name your name means everything. If you saying, if you tell people you're gonna do something, do it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. gotta do it. I can't, I can't tell you, you know, you know, when you come, I got your booth and a bottle. And then when you get there, you can't find me. Mm. You standing up. You know, you, you're not, you're not getting what I told you you were going to get. Mm-hmm. That's what make promoters great. They stick to their word. And they, you know, they do what they say what they were gonna do. So, if they plan on being a promoter here, your name is everything, mm-hmm. and you gotta do the work. Mm-hmm. And, and and don't be ashamed to start with some of them fundamentals like we talked about. You got to have the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. There's no way Not around Not just straight go to social media. It ain't going to work. That's all I'm doing. And no. and that's what people, that's what gets people disappointed. It's like, man, I posted this flyer a hundred times. So? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody see it but you. Mm-hmm. Social media doesn't guarantee you a crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it, it, and, and when I say it, people, ah, oh, he's just being cocky. No, I'm not being cocky. I have a database of about 60,000 emails, working emails, because we clean we clean the email system out twice a month. I have a, a text messaging base of about 22,000, 23,000 working telephone numbers. Uh, and and that just that just goes, you know, we do the work. You, you know, are we sit doing the work. You yeah. got your data and everything. Yeah, yeah. You ain't playing. Let me tell you something. I learned a lot traveling. Mm-hmm. And a guy told me, he said, man, you got to do more than just radio. You know what I'm saying? Radio is good. 
but people need to know that that you want them to come to your event. You have something to show them. So I took that to heart. Mm-hmm. You know, almost eight, maybe nine years ago, I took that to heart. Mm-hmm. How do you, Brown? Lee? Man, I'm, I'm so I'm, happy you came. I'm glad you invited me. Anytime you want me to come up here and talk, I'll talk. I'll we can do talk it. about whatever you want to talk about. It may about. be sooner than you think. Yeah, that's cool. I'm with it. Now, last thing, tell everybody okay. what you got going on right now. Cloud Blue, 3285 Hacks Cross. We do trap jazz. It's a very dope and unique mm-hmm. experience. Uh, Shouts out to my guys, J. Lou, Jeremy Lewis, his brother Rashad Lewis. That's the band. And, you know, it was, it was just, it was a God-given thing, they came to me. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of them, never knew who they were, and we hit it right off. Of course, they grew up in the church. I grew up in the church. Their mom, she, we call her Mommy Manager, Mommy. and she she came and brought them to me. So we do we do trap jazz on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. Friday nights. Good. Yeah, Friday nights. You know, we're, we're, at, we're, at, um, we're at Cloud Blue as well. I have a brunch coming up April April 21st. Shots out to Urbane 901. Okay. Uh, uh, a few, a few of my my family members and friends. That's something I'm getting behind. I'm definitely trying to show them. Mm-hmm. My son, uh, Darius Brownlee, he's doing parties. He has a big party coming up. And young, he's such a cutie. Young and sexy. What? That's, that's the little the black, name. the little black dress edition. That's the name of the party. It's called Young and Sexy. Look at it so, in the family. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm getting behind my family. My daughter Taylor, she's the administrator. She's she right, she's running. She pretty much kind of handles the the operation, and everybody else does the marketing, and promoting, and I can so see Taylor on, so. doing a brunch really soon. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. So that's about it, man. Right, I got a new venue coming up. We'll be open soon, mm-hmm. June, July, August. Be on the lookout downtown, and I'm going to leave it at that. All right. You heard the man, Mr. (laughs) Thomas Brownlee, one of the biggest promoters in Memphis. Verbally effective. Episode 15 in the book. Yes, sir. Whoa, Saturday. I feel like taking a PJ. Fly to the on a weekday. Eating ceviche. But like half of a million inside of my briefcase. A couple of freaks play. And they don't speak English. But the money is so.